Well, focusing our discussion for a while on the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, South Africa today making a strong case on the first day of the hearings at the International Court of Justice in The Hague as it believes Israel is committing genocidal intent against the people of Palestine. Now, following uh, four months, nearly 100 days of extreme military attacks on the people of Gaza. Uh, and, and, you know, an important part of the entire discussion here is uh, not just the representatives or the South African government itself, but South African civic society, the trade unions, and the continuous support that the trade unions have shown for the Palestinian cause, uh, and, and, and any cause for that matter, opposing colonialism, of course, and opposing genocide. In one of the important statements that was issued uh, by the legal team stating that Israel has a genocidal intent against the Palestinians in Gaza, rooted in the belief that the enemy is not Hamas, but it is embedded in the fabric of the Palestinian life in Gaza. And Israel, of course, will put forward its uh, views tomorrow. Meanwhile, the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, NUMSA, praised South Africa, wishing the country's legal fighting le- legal team well. Uh, and uh, you know what? Um, fighting for justice and, of course, wishing them the very best of success at The Hague. Online, we have the spokesperson for NUMSA, Pakamile Khlubi Majola. Uh, Pakamile, thank you for joining us uh, this evening. Good evening and good evening to the listeners and thank you for having me on the show. Getting into our discussion, I mean, this case over here, can it be described as possibly the most important court case in international modern history that our country has been bold enough to step up on the stage? I just lost him. Uh, Pakamila, are you with me? Can you hear me? Okay, and now I'm with you. Could you repeat okay. your question, please? Yes, Pakamila, what I was asking is that, you know, regarding this case of year that's currently taking place in The Hague, South Africa versus uh, the State of Israel in defense of the Palestinian people, I mean, could this possibly be described as the most important international court case that our country has uh, shown representation? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if you were uh, watching the, the the presentation that South Africa made earlier today at the uh, at the Hague, but oh my word, I have goosebumps. The level of pride and the level of excitement and patriotism and just you know pure joy that I felt watching one uh, legal expert after another breaking down very clearly, very succinctly. I mean, a child could follow these proceedings uh, the way the South African uh, team argued it so clearly. They laid out a very clear framework of what genocide is in terms of the genocide convention. And then they broke down what are the factors that the court needs to recognize in terms of actions of states that, you know, sort of reflect what genocidal intent or genocidal behavior is. And they were able to demonstrate point by point and literally draw a picture for those of us who are watching uh, as to what Israel has been doing and the, the suffering that they've inflicted on the Palestinian people since October 7th. But what I thought was particularly brilliant about South Africa's presentation was that their argument, yes, did focus on the event since October 7th, because obviously that's the time frame. But they were very clear that this suffering has been in place since 
the occupation, the unlawful occupation of Israel on Palestine um, that, that's been in place for, 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 for decades. So I think the fact that they painted this brilliant picture, I mean, I, I've been on Twitter, I've been listening to, um, you know, uh, analysis from different uh, media houses, uh, not just in South Africa, but even globally. The word that, that everybody is using is that, you know, the team was brilliant, that this was an excellent presentation, um, that South Africa's position is morally correct and um, very much uh, standing on the right side of history. So I think South Africans have every reason to feel proud today for the actions that they took in defense of Palestine at The Hague. Your reaction, Pakamira, to those who may say that South Africa should not become involved in international affairs to this level. I mean, noting that we've got problems of our own. We've got issues with keeping the lights on. We've got issues with various things. We've got an unstable currency, etc., etc. And the the laundry list goes on. What's your response to that, the naysayers? Well, first of all, you know, we're, we can walk and chew at the same time. Mm. <laughs> I think that is an absurd, really ridiculous uh, argument to make. Every country has the sovereign right to define its foreign policy and to take action on the basis of its foreign policy. Now, if you look at South Africa's history, we come from apartheid. We actually know what apartheid looks like. The The, the concept of uh, apartheid as a crime against humanity. That definition came as a result of the suffering of black people in this country uh, under the rule of the National Party. It exists because of us. So it actually made perfect sense that it was South Africa that needed to go to court and make that argument more so than any other country. No other country would have had the moral uh, sort of, uh, you know, the moral right, the, the way that we did um, and we brought a whole lot of moral authority. Let me use that word. We brought a lot of moral authority to this debate because we came as a country that had suffered under the burden of apartheid, that had found a way um, to, 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 to end apartheid on the statute books. And therefore, when we see another example of apartheid and oppression, it then became our responsibility to say or do something about it. The fact of the matter is when you look at how uh, uh, other countries reacted to the steps that South Africa took. Um, um, you note, for example, that in the last 10, 24 hours, you have the Arab League that's come out completely in support of South Africa. You've had com- countries like Ireland, Brazil in the last 24 hours has also come out in support of South Africa's position. Many, 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 even Namibia, many countries on the global south have come out in very, very strong uh, alignment with South Africa's position. Because the truth is, many people could see that Israel was committing genocide. But the facts are that most people did not have the courage to call them out the way that South Africa did. Somebody had to be the adult in the room. Somebody had to stand up against the bully, the school bully, which in this case is Israel. And South Africa was the country that uh, took that uh, position and acted correctly. And um, by doing so, uh, because of our history, we in many ways strengthened the case for the Palestinian people in demanding an immediate ceasefire, in demanding that the International Court of Justice make a finding that Israel is guilty of genocide so that immediate steps can be taken to save the lives of the innocent people of Palestine.
You know, I was just going to get your thoughts on that, Pakamile, that it seems that this is a case closed for many South Africans. Not all, we can't speak on the entire country, and then there'll be different people with different takes on it, as has been evident already from October 7th and even prior to that. But it seems that the majority of South Africans, those that really knew uh, and really felt the, the, the end of apartheid or saw the end of apartheid or, or, or heard stories from their parents and their grandparents, it, it's a case closed for them that they know exactly what ethnic cleansing, disposition, genocide is when it is actually defined. Hence, uh, I don't think in the world there was any other country that was as qualified as South Africa mm. to make the claims that they did today. I absolutely agree with you, comrade. And um, and yes, you are right that even within our country, unfortunately, there are fringe movements and right-wing organizations, organizations like the Democratic Alliance, for example, um, uh, as well as the, um, the Jewish Board of Deputies, as well as the African Christian Democratic Party, um, Action SA, all of these right-wing organizations have taken aside and they have been exposed as being defenders of oppression, defenders of apartheid, because if you're going to come out in 2023, rather, sorry, 2024, and still side with Israel, having seen what's happening in Gaza, having seen the dispossession of, of, of people, having seen the intense suffering of women and children, the fact that they targeted hospitals, they targeted the refugee camps, they targeted places which are supposed to be places of safety under international law. International law explicitly states that you may not, even if you have suffered um, an act of terrorism, as, as, as Israel claims Hamas did on October 7th, you have no right to respond with genocide. You have no right to respond uh, with this idea of collective punishment, where even the words of Palestinian officials, uh, where they basically made it clear that their attacks on Gaza were them exacting some form of you know, collective punishment on the population for the actions of Hamas. There is nothing in the law that allows Israel to do what it is doing. And they have been completely exposed. And anybody who decides to side with them has also been exposed. One of the things that this... Um, issue has done in the last couple of months whilst palestine has always been a burning issue um effectively since israel unlawfully took over it's always been a burning issue for those of us on the progressive side certainly for labor but i would say that the alliance have certainly deepened certainly in the space of geopolitics where it's now becoming very clear that you are almost defined by your position on Palestine. If you are somebody who defends Palestine, you're automatically progressive. You automatically understand the suffering and the marginalization of dispossessed people. You automatically recognize racism uh, and colonialism. But if you side with a country like Israel, you are immediately branded a fascist and a racist, which, by the way, these are titles that you deserve. Because how can you watch what Israel is doing and justify and say that they are right. One of the things that I thought uh, was very clear in the presentation that South Africa made, um, I can't remember which one of the legal representatives it was, who said that you cannot be an occupier like Israel is and then at the same time claim that you are a victim. 
Hmm. Israel controls Palestine. It controls how you access Palestine. They control the sea. They control the air. They control the water supply. They control the electricity supply. They, they even control all forms of communication. So they don't get to play the role of victim in this type of scenario. And I think that has been made very clear. And I think going forward, we hope to see more unity. We hope to see um, a, 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 a stronger call and more consolidation around uh, a defense of Palestine. Because I think right now, and especially as we go forward into 2024, Palestinians are going to need much more support going forward. Um, Israel has really is really trying very hard to tighten its control over the United States and over some of these uh, big uh, so-called Western democracies uh, and build its support. Um, but it is really, really important for trade unions, for labor to continue to bang the drum and make noise. Um, for uh, for organizations and progressive civil society to stand together and defend Palestine. We need to be the ones to keep our, our governments honest. The reason South Africa has done what it has done today is because for decades, labor in this country has made it absolutely clear that on the issue of Palestine, we are not going to be misled by Israeli propaganda. Israel is an apartheid state. Palestinians must be set free. That has always been our position. And this is why... Uh, the majority of South Africans can defend the position of the state because, you know, we've we've all played our role in ensuring that we keep the narrative going. Pakamili, finally, you know, of course, I know you the the NUMSA, uh, you know, spokesperson, but looking at the, the international unions, I mean, I, I, they have a history of standing with the Palestinian, uh, you know, struggle, whether the, the group of longshoremen in San Francisco mm. uh, Bay or Harbor, whether it was in Sydney Harbor, whether it was transporters, uh, labor unions. And it seems that the, the global south not only geographically plays global south of countries in Africa, of Brazil, of, of, of South Africa, but those who come from the working class, which we may view in a capitalistic society as the marginalized fringe population who continues to you know, fight for their rights. It, it's been a long time that even already from the 60s and 70s that they've galvanized their work and their mission with the, with the Palestinian struggle. And what we have noticed is that it has been consistent even up till today that they have always stood by uh, you know the, the the Palestinian struggle and certainly it's something that we should we should comment and commend mm. them for doing so mm. oh absolutely and I'm so glad you used the example of the international longshoremen in San Francisco they have been consistent about organizing boycotts on the docks for uh, Israeli goods that arrive. And, I mean, they've been doing that for years, even during the 80s when it was highly unpopular. They used to do it on behalf of of, uh, oppressed South Africans. And you are absolutely right that they've played them together with the working class of the world has played a very progressive role in um, ensuring that the truth about what's happening in Palestine uh, as a narrative continues to stay alive, continues to be dominant. And I think the, the, the truth here is that what is happening, what we're seeing, and I hope it's something that consolidates and strengthens as we go into the future. It is my personal view that the working class is starting to really find its voice 
the world's working class. And Palestine has become sort of the rallying cry uh, for the world's working class to represent the voice of the, you know, the most oppressed. And this is why, for example, in America, uh, Joe Biden has had no peace. His nickname currently is Genocide Joe because the working class in America is rising up every single weekend. They have rallies and protests in different parts of America to denounce the American government. They're not getting a lot of airtime on traditional media platforms. If you watch CNN, if you watch MSNBC, you'll never see any of these protests. Um, All of this is coming out on X, it's coming out on on Instagram, it's coming out on TikTok, uh, because they are being silenced by the neoliberal capitalist minority. The truth is that the majority has always been the working class. And it's just that we were uh, fooled by the fact that the the neoliberal capitalists are the ones who own and control the economy, they own and control the media, and it's been their voice that has dominated traditional media spaces. But that doesn't mean they represent us. And what I find really powerful about what Palestine has done is it has amplified the voices of the masses on the ground. Right now, Joe Biden is performing the worst that he's ever performed in the history, in his entire uh, campaign history. He is behind every some of the most loser candidates. He is trailing behind them. And the issue that's causing him to perform so badly ahead of national elections in America in November is Palestine. And I think as long as we continue to build on that, eventually we can start to do, to, to actually overthrow the system. We, we can overthrow the system and replace it with representatives and voices who truly represent our values as the masses, as the working class majority. Bachamile Ghloubi Majola, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam International this uh, evening on behalf of uh, NUMSA and, of course, m- other organizations as well and sharing your sentiments. And uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Well, that's uh, the discussion. And, of course, uh, one can expect that, of course, from the, from the unions. The unions have been consistent for a long, long time now, not just here in South Africa.